Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will share ideas, tips, tricks that will empower you to be a strong leader and take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I'm very pleased to have my guest, Stacy Ashley. And let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Ashley. So Dr. Stacy Ashley is a high performance leadership and coaching expert obsessed with possibility. Stacy helps leaders to navigate the complexities of globalization, technical advancement, and social interconnectivity, massively accelerating change, and multi-generational workforce. All the things that we've lived through a lot through the last three years. With the over 30 years experience, Stacy has helped a thousands to develop their leadership competence, confidence, and credibility. The author of five Amazon number one best-selling books about leadership, she has been featured in The Age, Sydney Morning Herald, In the Black, HRD, CEO Magazine, and Coaching World. Obviously, I'm not familiar with that one, so you'll have to tell me about that one. Today's theme is the practice of leadership. Please join me in welcoming my guest, Stacy Ashley. So lovely to be here. Thank you so much for, you know, we, we have actually tried to get together so much and you are a very, very busy person, lots going on. So I'm so happy that you could finally get on the show. And um, I always start out before we get into the meat of everything, especially finding out what that one article or uh, magazine is, but where do you live? I think they can tell by your accent, but please tell everyone where you call home. Yeah, I'm, I'm based in Sydney, Australia. So uh, other side of the world, I guess. <laughs> That's right. So uh, before I, I go into, I just tell me a little bit about these featured articles that you had, the age, the Sydney Morning Herald and in the black, what is in the black magazine's focus? Is it just leadership, business? What is that magazine? Because I'm yeah, not familiar in, in the with black, it. Yeah, in, in the black is the magazine of um, CPA Australia, of which I'm a, a fellow. So um, occasionally I get asked to um, either contribute an article or to contribute to another article. Um, so that happens from, from time to time. So it's really aimed at um, leaders, I guess, in the finance space. Awesome. Very good. All righty. So, so you learned something new. Now, we are talking about the practice of leadership and, and it's really so 
close to my heart, the different um, way we have to really lead today. But what are three ways to strategically lead? Uh, how do we become more strategic leaders? Gosh, and aren't there so many ways? I think um, coming out of the last few years, I think the, the things that I would suggest to leaders that in order for them to be more strategic is the first thing is to get out of the busy work. I think people have really been drawn into that do more, write a list, tick it off. Instead of going, actually, let's step back. Where can I add the most value? Where can I make the biggest impact and do that rather than trying to do everything? So that's that's the first thing mm -hmm. I would say is get really clear, get out of the busy work and do the things that really matter. Yeah. Um, and, of course, part of that then is to go, what are the things that really matter? Get really clear on what are the strategic imperatives of you know, your organisation, your particular business unit or team and make sure that you and your team are actually spending time on those things because they're the things that in six months' time or 12 months' time we're going to go, yes, we've made progress as opposed to we're all on different agendas and we don't really have a cohesive plan and where I spend my time each week doesn't actually contribute to the strategic imperatives, whatever they are. So I think get out of the busy work, and then actually make sure that you have a plan to focus on the things that are important. <laughs> of course, change it as new information comes in, but, you know, be strategic. And then I think the third one, and I think this is a huge gap from the last couple of years, is um, if you want to be a strategic leader, you must always be building capability. Like mm. just yourself, your people. Yeah. Um, I think there's been a massive, because we've been focused on, you know, other things perhaps over the last couple of years, there's been a real temptation to not perhaps put the right kind of focus on building skills, identifying the capabilities we need for tomorrow, um, and then, you know, actively building that capability and competence in our people. And we're starting to see the cracks form mm -hmm. because of that lack of focus in the area of building capability. And I think, you know, now is the time, you know, if you want to be strategic, you need to equip your people, not just for now, but for what's coming, whatever mm -hmm. that might be on the horizon. You know, we need people that are change savvy, that are agile, that know how to self-support and, and self-lead. Um, and we need to do that for ourselves. And, and we need to equip them with the capabilities to do all of those things. And so yeah. those, that would be the third one for me in terms of being a strategic leader. Yeah. I want to just revisit each of those just to kind of expand a little bit more. You talked mm. about the, the first one, you know, being focused on the, the strategic goals and, and the list. And so often people try just to go well, what's quick? What, what can I get done? Mm. Easy. What's, you know, they avoid the hard, the complex but those yeah. might be the one thing that you should really put the time and effort on and the little things delegate to others. Yeah, I, look, I think you're absolutely right. And if I if I go back to sort of Stephen Covey's work or somebody like that who's really looked at what creates mm -hmm. high performance and, and impact, yeah. and it is about focusing on the things that make a difference. We can all do busy work, which is exactly what, what you've described, the easy to do, mm -hmm. tick it off my list. I get that little dopamine hit because I feel oh, good, I've achieved something. But have you really, has it actually moved you forward in a way that in six months' time you'll go, yes, that made a difference? And what I find is people get sucked into doing the easy things because they want to get that kind of, oh, I'm making progress. But really, if they reflected at the end of the day or the end of the week, 
what did they really do? Um, if it's not going to matter tomorrow or it's not going to matter next week, why are you doing it? And and think, you know, be thoughtful about, you know, every leader is a finite resource. And I have I have this conversation a lot. You're a finite resource and you have to choose where to invest mm-hmm. yourself to get the biggest return. Mm-hmm. And so understand what are the things that are going to make a difference, you know, move the dial um, help you make progress, yeah. you know, deliver on some of those strategic outcomes. That's where you as a leader have the most value. Do what you uniquely can do and contribute. And as you say, some of the other things others can do, maybe delegate those. Some of the things don't matter. Just take them off the list yeah. altogether. And some things probably need to be delayed because they're not the most important for right now. And so, you know, be conscious and conscientious about choosing what to focus on. Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy to get caught up in the urgency of the moment or, you know, something looks bright and shiny, let's go and do that. Actually, as a leader, it doesn't really matter what level you are, you need to be delivering on the core elements of your role and they're typically going to make, you know, be aligned to those strategic Mm -hmm. imperatives. So, so make good choices in terms of where you spend your time. And I think a lot of times people forget that to get to that bigger goal, it's taking small steps, you know, breaking yeah. down that iceberg, if you will. And mm. and so celebrate the wins because some people try, as you say, to do those little things so they get that, that mm. rush. But if you learn to be grateful for everything that you're doing, knowing that in the long run, that slight edge, those compound effect of what you're doing is going to make a huge difference yeah so true I think that there's a real danger in in not recognizing progress so just going okay we've got the big goal and when we get to the big goal we'll celebrate but the big goal might be two years away and that's a long time to go without you know recognizing what's going on so I think you know, recognize the progress, recognize the effort, value the contribution, you know, notice um, how things are working and coming together. All of those things that you can celebrate and notice and, and say, thank you for, um, and advertise, you know, Mm -hmm. that this is what we've done. This is what we've achieved so far. And that's taking us closer and closer to the big goal, which is great, but let's notice the progress on the way because that does restore us and give us energy and, and, reclaims our focus to do Mm -hmm. the next thing I think those are all really really important steps yeah and I think especially when you have people that are reacquainting themselves to being in the office and and the workforce and this kind of goes um towards my my your last comment but everybody is is so overwhelmed in in some ways from leadership because they're trying to make up for lost time and rebuild their their organization and and do more with less and that's so easy to have you forget to recognize your people to thank mm. your people to to let the organization up know that what you're doing is complex is you know in some cases brand new you're we're reinventing the way we're doing things now and that's not always going to be successful and so let's recognize that yeah absolutely I have a a great colleague of mine says you know fail fast try it if it doesn't work that's okay 
let's just go on to the next thing, you know, because what we're trying, we're learning through that process. And then, you know, that's another way of actually making progress because we learn and then we, you know, we get the lesson from it and we take it forward into whatever it is that we do next or what we try next. I think um, there is a lot of potential for people to get into overwhelm. So, you know, having that clarity of focus about what's important and recognizing the little things that take us towards what's important, I think has real value. Yeah. And, and the second thing was regarding, you know, the tie to the mission and this and the, the strategic goals of the organization that mm. as people bring great ideas, you, as you're thinking, I'm going to present this idea to my manager or, or to the organization, you need to make sure that that is tied to the goal. So that's, that's how you can start to prioritize, I, I would say. Yeah, totally. Uh, Having that ability to critique kind of your own thinking, I think has a lot of value, Mm -hmm. Um, but also being able to go, well, you know, yes, it has a level of connection to what we're trying to do overall. Is it on the map perhaps at the moment? No, but, but if you can demonstrate that, yes, it it is actually aligned in some way to what we're trying to do overall, then yes, have the conversation, you know, and air that, that idea. Um, But if it's just some, idea that you've randomly had and and you can't create that connection Mm -hmm. maybe go and do a little bit more thinking um, about it because you know we want diversity of thought I think one of the things that's become really clear in the last few years is you know simply to remain relevant or to hold hold our space where we are in our organizations we need to continually change at a faster rate just to hold our space Mm -hmm. and so that means we do need to work differently and smarter and tap into you know all of the great um, ideas and and um, options that the people around us generate and so as um, a leader at whatever level you are you know great thinking is really valuable and listening to the people around you and hearing their perspectives and insights and ideas and being able to go well okay what does connect to what we're trying to do overall there's so much value um, in that and, and then if you can you can take those strategic levers mm-hmm. if you like and and present them then you know you create great opportunity for everyone that's so true. And, and the other thing was just, again, because we're just so focused on trying to build back that we do tend to see organizations, and they were doing this even before COVID hit and such, where training uh, skills and things were were really left to the employees to do, and the employees were taxed to, you know, use their time for their their job and not necessarily for growth and development and it's put us in a a sort of a bad situation and um, so to be brave enough um, as an organization to say yes I'm going to reinvest in my people allow my people to um, to get the skills that we need to take us to the next level I think is is a challenge that all businesses need to evaluate yeah, I would say they need to step into it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not as familiar with the with the talent market in the US as as I am in you know the Asia Pacific region. But what we're seeing is that people who have not been invested in by their organisation that that there's a loss of trust and mm-hmm. and loyalty and those sorts of things. And they and and if we look across the generations, actually people, the research shows really clearly people want to learn and grow, yeah. not because they necessarily want 
to go up the hierarchical progression because they want to feel more equipped and confident to do their roles and they want to feel like they're up to date with technology and changes and Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And so any organisation that's not proactively investing in the growth and development of their people um, has a massive vulnerability. You know, people are opting to go to other organisations where they know they will get that investment and focus on growth and and learning opportunity and that sort of thing. And so already we're seeing a lot of movement in the talent Mm -hmm. market. We know the talent market overall. People have made very different choices over the last couple of years. They've re-evaluated where work fits in with their life. And so there's a shortage of, of key talent in lots and lots of industries. Uh, And so if you want to protect your talent pipeline and your leadership talent pipeline, um, as well as having people who are simply equipped to do their jobs, then there must be a focus on developing capability. Um, Any, anything less than that creates a massive risk, I think, for just about every organization I can think of. Yeah. You know, and uh, my, one of my side gigs that I have is uh, with my anti-aging business and that company gives us weekly and monthly, I mean, continual professional development. And, you know, a lot of those skills I can use in my other pieces of of work that I do, but, you know, it's like, well, why, why wouldn't the big companies be doing this as well? You know, interesting. Yeah, it's, and it's a, it's a great question. Look, I think it is a case of taking your eye off the ball because there were so many other things to focus on over the last couple of years. Uh, But if we don't quickly regain that focus um, and look at what do our people need um, so that they feel supported and confident and capable, um, yeah, we're we're really going to feel the impacts of that. And in fact, when I, early in the COVID process during 2020, I did a lot of research about how do we how do we create great outcomes as leaders during emergency and, and mm-hmm. turbulence and change? And I feel like we're still in that turbulent space. Yeah, we are. Um, and one of the top three things is building capability. We have to equip our people mm-hmm. to be able to cope with what is going on. And it's not just about them coping. It's about them feeling confident to contribute. So if we want people to opt in to you know, transformation or opt into some new program we're doing or, you know, be part of it, they need to feel confident that they can do that, that they can participate. And and building their capability and skill set is a really a primary part mm-hmm. of that. So we've got great opportunity right now. I think as time goes by, people are going to make their choices and they will opt out if they don't see a focus on mm-hmm. me I'm an important part of this organization yeah. because I can see you're investing in me the other thing I would say though just to really be clear investment is not necessarily just about dollars That's exactly it's right. about time and attention mm-hmm. and you know mentoring and role modeling have exactly. a massive you know mm-hmm. role in this um, yes you know leadership development or skills development and that sort of thing are parts of that but you know it's it's a big complex picture and there's lots we can do without necessarily saying oh we need a massive budget here to be able to do this it's one of the reasons why I started my podcast because I thought I just saw that that really gap and Mm. especially you know for women in leadership where you know that that building of their confidence and that uh, that just putting in front of them here here's half an hour for you to develop your mind and your your Mm. skills 
to go back, even if your organization is not giving this, let me, let me put you with people that could help you to mm. maybe stand out because sadly, sometimes the only people that are getting this training are the people in the upper management and not the people that they need to be bringing forward to replace mm. those people as they leave. Yeah, I think that's such an important point. I think, you know, while personally, I think organisations really need to be very focused on developing their people, but I also think equally every individual has a has a self-accountability yeah. to own their own professional growth and development. Mm-hmm. You know, the only person who is ever going to put you first is yeah, you. Absolutely. And so take responsibility for that because you're the one that's going to reap those rewards you know, in terms of your career opportunity and your your um, ability to you know try out new things and and just to feel that level of confidence, it's it's you know you can do that for yourself. So leaders are often uh, busy, and what do you what should they be focusing on? Um, what are the right things you know that they should do at the right time? in the right way to, to help them to make opportunities for themselves. Yeah. Um, you mean in terms of their career? Yeah. Is, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it, you know, it, it, sometimes it becomes stagnant. You get to a certain level and, and mm. you can't seem to be able to get any further. So what, yeah. what should they do? Great question. Probably a little different for everyone. I think the the common conversation that I have, I'm sure you've had it as well, Vicky, is um, get yourself a mentor who is not in your direct line management. I think mm-hmm. that that's really one. So you get yes. diversity of perspective um, and someone who can challenge your thinking and and that sort of thing. I, I, so that's one that I would say, because that ke- keeps a focus on yourself and your career, because it's really easy when you're in that busy zone to not focus on yourself and your career and get stuck. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all been there. <laughs> um the second thing I think is to advertise your successes, your progress, your achievements. Not everyone knows what you've been doing because yeah. they're busy doing their own thing. So make sure that there are vehicles and ways that you can let people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third thing I would say is also let people know, uh, when I say people, you know, um, people in positions of perhaps influence over your future career um, is let them know that you are interested in progressing Mm -hmm. because not everyone recognizes that. I I worked with someone um, actually as a very young new accountant and um, went into a big organization and there were some very experienced people there and one particular person very accomplished and he had been you know, in, in that area of the business for probably 20 years, no one knew that he wanted to progress. And, it, oh. and somebody said something to him one day and he was like, oh, I just assumed that they would know. So he went and spoke to his leader and within three years, he was the finance director. Wow. Yeah. Because they finally knew that actually, yes, he did want to progress his career. So we do need to let people know that we have an interest um, as you know, as well as doing the advertising, we've got the runs on the board and getting some support, you know, through yeah. that mentoring. And and I always found it too that it was important for me to recognize people for potential, and mm. um, and and even in my social situations where I saw they had potential, and a lot of times before when they didn't even believe that they had anything. And, mm. and that came from when I was um, just 
administrative, I had the CIO of my organization pick me and mentored me and pushed me. And so for me, it has always been to give back for that tremendous gift that I was given. And so as a leader, I think you need to not only focus on your own career, but as I said, you are responsible for your successors and the success of your department, your group, your team will be relied upon how much you can impart on them in knowledge and skill. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm firmly of the belief that every leader has a very clear primary responsibility to to be developing all the leaders around them, you know, Mm -hmm. really, because if not you, then who, who who is going to do that? So I think that just, it comes with accepting the mantle of leadership is that you will grow more leaders. You know, that's Mm -hmm. one of the primary things that you take on. Um, And I think one of the biggest gaps in, in leadership that I see is that, that doesn't happen enough. Yeah. You know, there are not enough leaders who are pra- proactively going, I need to be putting into these people so that they develop and grow. And we have this, yeah. you know, um, we, we we basically have this, you know, amaz- amazing expansive talent pool of, of leadership. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's really funny because um, oftentimes those up and comings are people that are putting out fires and thinking, you know, that's what they have to do. And not recognizing that um, by not delegating and and giving their people a chance to fail fast, they're actually hurting their growth of their department and their group. Absolutely limiting Mm -hmm. everybody because, and and I find this a lot, leaders are are kind of, people in leadership roles, I should say, they're, they're downward looking. And so... They're, they're mired too much in the details, whatever level, and whether it's the CEO or whether mm-hmm. it's a middle leader, they're all doing too much at the level below. And so they're limiting the capacity and the capability of their people rather than going, yes, this is an opportunity for you to try and see how you go. And then we'll all, and yes, if you need guidance, come back to me. I'm happy to, to guide you and mentor you through this so that you can learn and grow. And we all kind of go up together um, rather than capping you know what's possible absolutely so the last question I have before the rapid fire is what is the role of the heart in leadership this is one that's very close to what I I do so I'd love to hear your interpretation of what the role of the heart in leadership is um well, I think that the heart brings humanity. That's that's the first thing. And again, over the last couple of years, it's really been highlighted. I think the importance mm-hmm. in in business and organisations is that um, things that have become perhaps lost, uh, but really got highlighted. You know, connection and trust and kindness and compassion and being human and all of those things, um, which we all know should be part of leadership perhaps weren't as as um, acknowledged as they could have been mm. years ago, it's really become amplified. And so I think the heart using that, accessing that in leadership um, allows, uh, I guess, a fullness or a completeness of our approach. But I think the other thing that that the heart does a number of things for us. One of it, one of those things is to hold our values. And so it mm-hmm. keeps us very true and mm-hmm. congruent. And I think as a leader, that means that we can really sit in our, in our power, if you like, in mm-hmm. our fullness of self. Um, and then I think the other thing 
from a heart perspective is leading with the heart means that we're really, it's not just all about us and it's not about just creating, you know, thinking solutions. It's about what does the community need? You know, what do they need? What can I do that's good for them and good for me as well? Mm -hmm. Again, it's, it's, it really comes back to that service and servant Mm -hmm. approach as well, because I'm not being self-centered. I'm being Mm -hmm. community oriented. So it doesn't disadvantage me and it doesn't disadvantage them. It's, it's something that we all, you know, can, um, can, can grow and progress from and so we use the the heart to kind of lead what do we need to focus on and the head comes up with some great solutions which is which is always good we need that and then you know and then we can move to action um so i think yeah i i studied a lot in this space a few a few years ago and one of the things that really um really landed with me in in this space was that when you have a community in need leaders rise yeah in yeah. response to that and and so for me you know I think we've all been a community in need over the last mm-hmm. few years yeah right? for sure not everybody rose but the ones that did you know yeah. rose high yeah you know and that's what I teach leading with the heart the hand mm-hmm. or the head and the hands because you need all three to be effective yes. I think and the community yeah. is huge that's people wonder you know how do companies stay around and have employees stay around for 30 40 years as my company and and really it is that it's not a company it's a family it's a community Mm. and it's it's harder to leave a community that cares than somebody that's just there giving you a paycheck it's not a transaction it's much bigger than that yeah all right it's time for our rapid fire this is just five different phrases or questions for you to answer top of your head no long drawn out answers please mm-hmm. leadership coach how important is that well i think everyone should have one you know <laughs> it creates a support structure great space and um and brings out the best for sure so identifying high performance leaders in a remote work environment yeah um probably slightly harder than if you're sitting next to someone or you can see them in action. So I think leaders need to be much more deliberate and diligent Mm -hmm. in, you know, knowing what's going on with their people and tapping into so that they get better visibility, you know, of of that Mm -hmm. and to be able to identify that talent. I think this is where the heart really comes in that you, you know, display more empathy and listening, Mm -hmm. as you said, active listening to really be able to, hear what they're saying when Mm. you're in this zoom environment or teams absolutely absolutely so so to go with that if i may Mm -hmm. the proficiency of the online tools i think it's a big gap in leadership and so the more proficient you can become the less the tool gets in the way of that you know that interaction yeah and for me you know that's why i teach this is because i think you can make this a really good tool so Mm. much better than a conference audio call for sure Uh, especially if you do have remote teams you know I want you to to zoom in or do teams I want to see your eyes I want to hear your voice I want to see your reaction your body as if you were right here in front of me Mm. absolutely multi-generational workforce we've got five generations out there right now Mm. 
Amazing. I think, uh, again, a missed opportunity is what I, mm-hmm. what I feel. One of the things, the big challenges that I see coming up is the loss of wisdom yeah, in our workplaces. Sure. And I think we should be really proactively finding ways to harness that wisdom to even when those people leave the workforce, how do we tap into that amazing wisdom that, that really, you know, they've seen things that, you know, we younger generations haven't seen. We we need to figure out ways to collaborate because there's just massive, I don't know, it's huge diversity um, and of experience and thinking. And, and I feel like, we're missing the opportunity. That's what mm-hmm. I feel like at the mm-hmm. moment. And so from a leadership perspective, what can you be doing to harness the beauty of all of those generations um, together and then to make sure that we we don't miss out on that wisdom as it departs? So for me, I retired in 2018 and in 2021, I was asked to come back for to set up a PMO for a large multi-year project. Mm. The idea is to mentor people to take on after me and uh yep. so same thing you know share because a lot of us did leave before covid um mm-hmm. and uh so anyway what is one tip you would like to leave the audience with today one tip I think to recognize that you are a leader, doesn't matter what role you are are in, you are a leader because at the very minimum, you're a leader of self. And so how you show up, what you think, what you fear, what you, you know, what you say and do, that's leadership and action. And so you have the opportunity to have impact, to influence, um, to make a difference. And, you know, you can grab onto that if you want to. And realize that there will always be self-doubt and just get over it and move on. We all make mistakes. Um, it's the not learning from them. That's probably the issue. <laughs> the last one is, what do you wish you knew today? Um, or, I'm sorry, what when you were first starting out that you uh, know today? Gosh, I think what I wish I had known is that people in leadership roles are Look, they're, they're just trying to learn as they go. Yeah. They don't know the answer to everything. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're not really that scary. So I think um, they're just human. And, and so I think, you know, the opportunity to work with leaders who are ever more senior than you or people who are ever more senior than you um, is a great one. And so if you're not getting that, then, you know, I wish that I had kind of stepped in earlier um, to say, Hey, can I be part of that? Or can I, can I do that? And I would have got exposure to a lot more things a lot earlier in my career. For sure. All right. I'm going to share my screen. So this is the warning for those that are just listening to go and grab the pencil and paper that you should have had at the beginning of this. But since you didn't go grab it now, I'll give you a second. And I will be sharing my screen. If you are watching this, you can do, do a screenshot it will be displayed on my page, on my website, as well as YouTube, if you didn't get a pencil and paper, but here we go. All right, so for those that are just listening, the website is ashleycoaching.com, .au. Again, that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com.au. She's on LinkedIn. Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. 
by just going to Stacy Ashley, you will find her. And then I would like Stacy to talk to you about the gift that she has for you. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Vicky. Um, so this is a, a very simple opt-in 28-day um, self-coaching challenge really designed to help you focus on your own leadership of self and opportunities to support the people around you. Um, the 28 days, uh, so it's 28 days of emails. You'll get an email with a great coaching question for you to reflect mm. on and if you want to take action on each day for the period of that 28 days. Oh, that's awesome. And then you have a webcast each month? I do have a webcast each month on a typically on a, a leadership topic and um, and that comes up through my socials. We we advertise that every every month so you can find it there. Oh. Um, so lot, lots lots of opportunity to tap into some resources. Definitely subscribe to her YouTube, AshleyCoaching.com, um, and also uh, check out uh, LinkedIn probably would be a great one for, for Stacey Ashley to be able to tap into seeing when those web cast are. Well, I want to thank Stacy for a wonderful discussion today. We had a lot of great information, tips, and insights were shared by Stacy. And um, I, I hope that everyone does take advantage of that 28-day email series to help you grow as a leader. As we've discussed at length, uh, it's also up to you to, to, to do your self-development and uh, don't blame your bosses entirely if you haven't got to where you need to be. Um, as always, I remind everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.